You know, I look at a guy like Calvin Ridley and I say to myself, we've never seen somebody come back to form after a massive amount of time that this player has taken off. It's not an injury. We haven't seen it since Michael Vick, Ricky Williams. But we keep hearing great things about Calvin Ridley. And he's got the law dog, Trevor Lawrence, throwing him the football. We've got to have a serious conversation about Calvin Ridley's potential likelihood of becoming a top 10 wide receiver in 2023. I get excited one moment and admittedly, I start going, okay, pump the brakes. But there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to unpack here. We've got all kinds of news. Aaron Rodgers injured, but looks like he could. he's going to be okay. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. I'll ruin that up front so you don't have to worry during the intro. File on in. Hit the thumb up button. Let's go. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live. Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. We've got quite a bit of news to go over relating to all the players on screen. Some of them you can read, some of them you can't. They're too small, but I'll, I'll pop them on screen. We'll answer phone calls. We'll do all the usual stuff. File on in, hit that thumb up button on on your way in the door. This is the Fantasy Football Show live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we go live. This channel goes live whenever news breaks. This channel goes live, you know, for a hundred thousand different reasons. But our schedule is 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, every day, live whenever news breaks. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday is a draft marathon. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight. Panic Chamber Tuesdays, daily uploads. That means right here, today's Tuesday. That means you're getting a a little Panic Chamber uh, Tuesday night live stream. So get ready for that. Um, Let's get right to to Aaron Rodgers to get that out of the way in case anybody's wondering. Aaron Rodgers looked like he had an ankle injury. Uh, This was the first report, suffered an ankle injury during OTAs. And then this report came out uh, just a little while ago. It says that... Rodgers suffered a strained calf at OTAs. So he'll be out, expect a a couple practices, maybe a couple days, and then we'll hear more, but not a big deal. Not hearing anything uh, to be concerned about whatsoever. Just they're going to play it, you know, play cautious about it. This right here, let's get to Calvin Ridley. Let's let's do it now. Let's get this not out of the way because it's a great topic, but get this in the forefront of the show here. Uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, Shipley writes, Calvin Ridley quote, simply moved moves differently than any other wide receiver on the field, end quote. And that's saying something because this wide receiver room is very talented, very underrated, even by yours truly. You know, I underrated Christian Kirk all year long. T-Law, Law Dog just kept feeding him. Um, Zay Jones was a, a, a favorite of the show. We love Zay Jones. He looked fantastic last year. Evan Ingram catches the football amazingly. This is a talented wide receiver room. And, and so when you hear things like this from a wide receiver that's taken off as much time as Ridley's taken off, it gets you excited. It gets you really excited. And I'm starting to buy into more and more the idea that maybe this is an anomaly type player again. Uh, we've seen it happen before. Mike Vick, Ricky Williams. We haven't really seen a wide receiver step out of the league for a year, then get suspended and, and you know essentially be out of the year, the league for two years. 
But this guy was on a course to become maybe even some people's number one wide receiver. He really had the ability to become fantasy football's number one wide receiver. He was definitely on a course to be everybody's top five. He was jumping into that territory. Then he had some issues and st- stepped away from the game for for uh, mental reasons, mental health reasons, to take care of himself. Uh, we weren't sure where that, where that was going to go. And then all of a sudden, the betting on sports and that derailed him another year. And now here Calvin Ridley is sitting in front of the law dog. Catching footballs from Trevor Lawrence. A guy that could be number one, number two, number three in the entire National Football League in touchdown passes in 2023. Let me make something abundantly clear. I may, I may rank Trevor Lawrence six on my QB rankings because Fields is above him. And of course Burrow and Mahomes and Josh Allen and Hurts are all above him. Those are my top five quarterbacks, Fields being included with Joe Burrow and the guys. Uh, Lamar, Law Dog, uh, Aaron Rodgers, there are a lot of players you could throw out for that number six overall spot. For me, it's not even close as Trevor Lawrence, the Law Dog. It, we need uh, we need a, a video for a video or animation or scene for Trevor Lawrence because it's a long time coming. Some sort of law dog. The laws here, laying down the law. Um, this guy could he could be one, two, or three. Let's call it one, two, or three overall in the National Football League in touchdown throws, easily, easily. Now, Willa Hurts, Mahomes run for more and, and Fields and, and rank above him. It's you know, obviously possible, right? But this is the kind of guy that could go out and throw a four-touchdown game multiple games in a row. If there's anybody that's going to gonna lead the league in four-touchdown and beyond contests, it's this guy, Trevor Lawrence. I, he's that guy. He's that guy that could throw a four- or five-touchdown game, then go out there and throw another four- or five-touchdown game. He feels like he's... He's going to be oozing at the seams in terms of touchdown production in 2023. And I'm excited about it. And someone's going to benefit greatly. Not that a mix of everybody won't benefit. Not that Kirk and Zay and Ingram and Ridley can't all eat into each other's workload. They certainly can. But I think that if anybody's going to benefit, it's going to be Ridley who we saw at one point becoming a top five wide receiver. It is just such a tough thing to do, but who cares? We, I mean, look, I, I'm the king of who cares what history says if your gut instinct tells you this is going to happen. Who cares what is going on in terms of this or that, and everybody says the odds of this are, are unlikely, or hey, his breakout year as a rookie, he's is, too old. He can't do it. Like, I'm the person that's going to push back against that kind of thing more than anybody. So why not here? Why not Why not take a stand and say, look, I don't know where I'm going to draft him yet. I'm not moving him into the third round or anything crazy. But it's time to say, you know what? Calvin Ridley's skill set is quite amazing. With a broken foot, he did what he did in his final year and had a phenomenal year. This guy's got the potential. Let's pull up his game log. And look at his his stat his stats from the uh, previous seasons before he took his leave of absence. Um, but Ridley, Ridley, let's project some some stats for Ridley in 2023, and let's let's take a gander at, at the projection and see if we feel like this is a uh, material 
that could make him a top uh, top you know six to ten wide receiver because I think it's certainly in the cards for Calvin Ridley at this point. Do I rank him in my top five? No, I don't. I think there's too many there's too many wide receivers I absolutely love more. But could he could he be top ten? Could he be top twelve? Might he be eight to twelve? He certainly could get into that range. Here is his game log. So he hasn't played since 2021, where he played five games. Um, 2020, 2020 is really our, our our last year we can really look at. But if you look at his touchdown production, 10, 7, 9. Um, remember, he's playing in Atlanta. Remember, he's playing in a place where Julio Jones couldn't get into a 10-touchdown regular conversation. Okay. So is that is that touchdown total his fault? Not seeing 14, 13, 18. Is that is that is that his fault or is that an Atlanta Falcon trend? And that you know you could say hey that's bad for London and Pitt Smitty. It could be or it could be that's old regime this is new regime. So I, I wouldn't say that that's just an, an infection that every wide receiver going forward is going to have. But during this time frame, during this time period, during this Atlanta Falcons regime. Julio, Ridley, no wide receivers were grabbing 12, 13, 14, you know, touchdowns. Even Julio Jones couldn't get into that conversation. He couldn't. So you got to ask yourself, maybe this isn't his fault. Maybe these touchdown totals, like he's going to blow that out of the water. He might have 11 or 12 or 13 touchdowns in 2023 and have his highest touchdown season ever because the law dog is just saying, catch, catch a football, please. Catch a football. Here you go. Let's play catch. Uh, Love Star says Ridley will be lucky to go for a thousand yards in this season. Why though? Why? Explain your reasoning behind that. Just because he's been out of the game so long, I'll 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 respect that that take. I just want to know what what you're thinking. Why? Why? Um, okay, so you, you had ninety. You had sixty four receptions in 2018, 63 receptions in 2019, and then 90 receptions for 1374 and nine touchdowns. I believe he had a broken foot during that season too. Came in and, and then obviously the, the rest we know. He hasn't really played. So 2021 essentially hasn't really played. 2021, 2022. So, you know, it, it, it's coming into 2023. It's not like he took two and a half years off. I, I'm starting to really get behind this situation. I'm starting to really get behind this situation. I'm starting to really feel like really as a strong shot at a at, at a like JM Heat said 1,200 yards. I think more touchdowns than JM Heat says eight TDs. I'm gonna say 1,211, and that puts that that puts him in the top ten or it puts him around the top ten. Maybe he's 12. Maybe he's 11. Maybe he's nine. But I think. Uh, I think a safe projection, let's say a safe projection is 9. I'll say a safe projection is 9. My expectation level is going to be 11 or 12. But Ridley, let's call it 90 receptions, uh, uh, 1,200 yards. Remember, there's an extra game now, you know, that he didn't get the, like, it's just, it's not that hard to to catch 1,200 yards for a wide receiver. 1,200 yards for a wide receiver uh, divided by 17 is now 70.5. He can get 70.5 receiving yards per game. We'll call this 9 to 11 TDs. This feels like the very safe range and projection for Calvin Ridley in 2023. And that deserves and commands respect. 
Now, do I draft him as my fourth drafted player in round four? I don't even know if I can do that yet. This is me coming to terms with, you know what? I'm letting go of the past and saying, this guy has the potential to be an anomaly. And and sometimes it takes an entire, you know, offseason to come to terms with something like this where the odds are against him. We've never seen it happen before for a wide receiver. We've seen Ricky Williams come back after about a two-year hiatus. We've seen Michael Vick come back after a, a long hiatus. But now we're seeing... Calvin Ridley, and remember, he played 2021 a little bit and then stepped away, and then he was going to come back, and then he got suspended, so really hasn't fully been two years, and he has the law dog. He has the law dog throwing him the football. I'm a little excited. The phone lines aren't quite open yet, but you know I always answer if there's a one-off question, so... Uh, ask away Steven Steele, and then I'm going to b- bounce you back off while I finish the news, and then you can dial back in right after. What's your question, pal? Hello? Are you talking to me? Yeah, Steven, real quickly, what you got? And then I'm going to bounce you off because I'm not I'm not answering calls yet, but I wanted to, to talk to you real quick. You're live on the show. Ask me something fast. I'm going to bounce you off, and you can jump back on. You can call back in. Oh, that's all right. I'll be back in a little bit. Well, just ask, right. okay, you, take your time. Just ask your I'd question. Be, Steven, uh, Steven, you already interrupted. Just ask your question. It's fine, pal. You've already, this is like walking into wake up dad or mom, and then you wake him up, and then you don't ask him the question. What you got, Steven? All right, well, uh, Hit me with who's it. your favorite sports hero and why? All right, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> We're on the topic of Calvin Ridley. He's my favorite. Who's my favorite sports hero? My favorite player of all time is Kurt Warner. His story, his attitude, his uh, his talent, his uh, is the dog in him. Like Kurt Warner is the epitome of everything that is good about. He was a grocery store clerk. Exactly. Exactly. The ultimate rags to riches story. The biggest of uh, in the history of probably anything. Hey, hey, Smitty, would you mind if I could tell you mine just real quick? Real, Stephen, uh, you said real quick. It sounds like in, an hour and in, a half story. You got thirty seconds, and then you can back call in back. Nineteen seventy-five, nineteen seventy-six. They had a Coca-Cola ad with Mean Joe Green in it, and I. Uh, you know, I, I was probably three or four years old. I was Steve. just starting to understand. My father was playing semi-pro ball at the time, uh-huh. but I didn't understand the game of football. But when I saw that commercial, it was like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? What, yeah. what is this football? That's what set me on my path years and years ago. Pre- I've Pre- been watching football since uh, you was an itch and your daddy's, you know what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cute, cute story, Stephen. Okay, hey, Stephen, call back after after I get to the news. Appreciate you. Oh God, you know I love Stephen to death. He knows that, but his sometimes he thinks is he's that guy that thinks his story is going to be amazing, <laughs> and you're like, what in the was that? Okay, back back to back to business. Back to business. Where where's my uh, where's my music? Where's my music? Okay. Is my music too loud? Let's lower that a touch. Okay. So, uh, 
Calvin Ridley got that out of the way. Um, monster, not a monster. Paper tiger, figment of your imagination. You be the judge, and you can call in very shortly and tell me what you think because I would love to hear your perspective on Mr. Calvin Ridley 2023. So get ready. Uh, Pal Derby going nuts. Did somebody, is, is Pal Derby dropping gifted memberships in the chat? Let, let me, uh, let me get in, let me get in here and take a look. Pal Derby dropping 20 gifted memberships in the live chat. Pal Derby becoming an absolute legend. Uh, Pal Derby is him. Pal Derby, I'm putting him in the corner here. He's a piece of news right now. Hold on, let's hit the news. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk. Here. Breaking news, Pal Derby is dropping fire on the Fantasy Football Show, your local favorite fantasy football show, sports show. Pal Derby dropping 20 gifted memberships. Just what a monster. What a monster, pal. Appreciate you, pal. You are a pal of the show. Uh, okay, so so Calvin Ridley, will, I'm going to wait for people to call in on that one, okay? This piece of news here, Brees Hall, ACL not participating in OTAs. Not a surprise. No one's concerned. Uh, in fact, let me read the quote here uh, from Salah, who said, Hall looks fantastic, and ESPN reported second year back should be uh, back for week one in 2023. Whether Hall gets a full workload early in the season is another question entirely. Fantasy managers should can, look we've already done a lot of speculation on this. Um, we're hearing he's fully ahead of schedule. He looks fantastic. And I think, uh, I think to, to assume anything other, other than that is, is going to be a detriment to your fantasy football roster construction and building and team building and best ball drafting, because there are players that can come back year one from an ACL tear. A lot of, uh, unaware ungers will call in, leave comments, talk about ACLs like they know anything about them just because they've seen a player to have an ACL injury. There's so much more that goes into an ACL tear. People don't even know. Don't listen to somebody that can't explain the injury. Don't listen to somebody that can't tell you exactly what's happening inside the knee and that you see on the back of this, in the middle of the knee are the ACL and PCL. When you replace one of those, there's a lot of trauma that happens to the knee. The knee. Much of your recovery and speedy recovery has to do with: Do you have any other, you know, injuries like, like Javante did, where he had the LCL tear as well as the ACL tear? Because Javante's coming, he's recovering from two different things. He could have swelling from two different places. He could have uh, an issue with the LCL coming back to 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 hamper his knee and create no trust, so that when he goes to plant. He's worried about two different feelings in his knee. He's holding back and he tears a hamstring. There's there's a lot of reasons why you would be concerned about a running back with an ACL tear and why you wouldn't be concerned as much coming back. And it all has to do with readiness. Nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how many... It doesn't even matter if he had two injuries or one when compared to readiness. Readiness is the true test. Readiness means everything. If you're ready, if you go out like like Saquon Barkley and you're barely in pads and you're cutting for the first time before week one, that was writing on the wall. We knew. We knew on the channel. We said, stay away. There's no way Barkley's going to have a successful first year back because he wasn't ready. His readiness wasn't there. 
Brees Hall's readiness appears to be way ahead of schedule. Javante's does not. That is the difference and why you would believe in one over the other. So more on that. Uh, $2 hauler from Tanner who says, Pal Derby should get a Mars man card. Mad respect. Pal Derby is the man. I love Pal Derby. Uh, let's see here. That could open up some opportunities. Okay, so we got rid of the Brees Hall. The Brees Hall stuff, we'll put this over in the corner. If anybody has any questions about that, we'll we'll rehash that. This is a little bit of a concern because this guy is kind of causing problems in Buffalo, has been yelling at people, yelling at his quarterback, not really wanting to be in Buffalo anymore. He's pulling the old, uh, I don't know, the Devontae Adams card, if you will, saying, hey, you know, maybe I could go elsewhere. I make this city. I make this team. I made Josh Allen. That's his attitude. And look where Devontae Adams is now. Look where Devontae Adams is now. Devontae Adams is sitting in a pile of crap that he made himself. He made his own bed, his own pile of crap, and now he doesn't have his quarterback. He thought he was going to have his quarterback, his buddy, his best friend for a while. They sent Derek Carr packing. And Diggs has got this on his mind that he could go somewhere and thrive. And maybe he could. Maybe he could, but these wide receivers, these NFL players, they don't see things from the the high-level perspective we do. They sometimes think a situation's better than it is and a situation's worse than it it really is. And I don't even know if he picked the right location. The way he makes decisions sometimes, I love Stephon Diggs. I love him. But him not attending OTAs isn't a big deal, but it's just more of a, you know, it's just more of a, this kid... He's definitely, you know, upset. He's not excited about things right now. And he seems to have a little bit of an attitude on and chip on his shoulder that, that doesn't feel like it's it's something that's going to necessarily lead to positive things. But I don't know that it'll necessarily necessarily lead to negative things. But I, I do I do really like um I do really like him in 2023. But I have my concerns about his long-term value. He wants out his attitude. He's getting older. So dynasty, there's a whole different conversation to have. But but am I still drafting him at the, the 10, 11, 12, 13? Of course I am. But, you know, we're concerned there. Uh, Chargers, hey, what did your boy tell you? What did your boy tell you yesterday? Austin Eckler will play for the Chargers in 2023 after the team added a $1.75 million incentive package to his contract. What did I tell you yesterday? What did I tell you yesterday on the news desk here? From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk. What did I tell you that they would do, that they should do, that he should accept? Now that he knows he's not getting a new contract, he's 28 years old. What did I tell you? That they were going to give him some sort of just gifted bonus. Now he's got to earn it. I think they were going to offer just plain and simple earlier. But now they're going to say, hey, here's 1.75 if you rush for 8,000 touchdowns. So he should have took what they offered him before. Um, I don't know if it was the exact same thing or not. I don't think it was based on what I've been told, but who knows? Because there's, you know, this was during smoke season, so we don't know what was really being, uh, what was fed to us was was accurate. But exactly what we called, exactly what we said yesterday. He's gonna get a little bit of just a raise just for being him, just for being him. Uh, so. You know, we'll talk about that if anybody has any more questions. Lazard went down hard at practice. Looked like his days might have been even numbered. And later on, he reported it was a gonad shot and that he is completely fine. Finished the the, the rest of practice at 100%. Just got kicked in the nads. That's fine. 
he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Aaron Rodgers will be okay. Just a typical nad shot. No problem whatsoever. Alvin Kamara is not attending voluntary OTAs. Not a surprise. Diggs isn't attending. There's a lot of players that don't attend this. So this is not really something you could... If I was him, I would. If I was him, I'd be like, look, I'm facing kind of a weird situation here. Maybe I should do everything I can to get on this team's good side. Uh, But the team apparently doesn't care because about his legal situation because his own head coach said, we're just going to assume that everything's fine. And until we're told by the NFL, we're going to move forward and run this guy out there onto the field. They're not going to do anything self-discipline wise. This team does not care what's been going on off the field. So neither should you at this moment in time, at least, at least according to his ADP. His ADP is in the seventh and eighth round on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Uh, use promo code Smitty and Underdog will match up to $100 in your first deposit. This guy's going in the 7th, 8th, and ninth round. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Even if it ends up failing you, it costs you almost nothing. This guy can win you a league. I absolutely love Alvin Kamara's value, as you all know. And uh, him not attending OTAs is not a big deal, but certainly I would if I was these players. I'd live, I'd live there. I don't understand the whole... I don't know. Calvin Ridley said he could get 1,400 yards receiving with T-Law. And I believe him, Eric. I believe him. Thank you for your super chat, Eric. You are the man, the myth, the legend, the man they call Eric Foreman. Eric, appreciate you. Good buddy, good pal. Uh, If I missed any other super chats, please let me know. Let me just search for them real quickly. I think I got them all out of the way. Overcome. Did I get this one? Overcome. I'm sorry. Overcome. I apologize. My problem now is how far would I reach for Ridley? Overcome. I'm so sorry I didn't see this until right now. For some reason, it came in and I just... I just probably was ranting and and talking about the guy. How far do you reach? If I look at underdog ADP, I would say that he's going. Let's let me just take a look at a current draft that I'm in right. Let me go to a poodle draft that's ongoing right now, and let me let me take a look at where Calvin Ridley went in this ongoing. This is the most recent poodle draft that is still slow. I'm in the sixth round right now. Right before the poodles closed, I clicked on seven of them. I went boom, boom, add me seven of them, and I grabbed seven of the slow ones. And so they're still in like round six, seven right now. Uh, Calvin Ridley in this particular draft, has he gone yet? He has to have gone yet. We're in the sixth round. We're in the sixth round, seventh round. Or no, sixth round. Players, wide receivers, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he's gone. Where what? Where did he go? Let me see. Calvin Ridley, third round. That's why. I was looking at the fourth and beyond. He went in the third round. That's a little high. That's a little high. Not saying I don't not saying I don't like it. Not saying it can't be. Let's look at another poodle draft and let's see where Calvin Ridley is going in that draft. Third round. He's a third round staple. That's that's I looked at three straight drafts. He's going at 30 to 35. That is really, really high. 30 to 35. I was gonna I was gonna say maybe he was settling in the fourth round. He's in round three. I can't say I love that value, though. I can't say I don't love it. I can't say I don't love it. I can't say I love it. I don't. I don't think I could really gonna lock like. Uh, let's see what what's D Town. I can't read that over here. D Town says. D Town says really gonna look like scoring TDs in number zero. I'm excited about all these guys wearing zero. DeAndre Swift is wearing zero. Calvin Ridley's wearing zero. I think the zero number is going to look pretty sick. 
And I'm hoping it gives some good luck to the boys wearing zero. And it doesn't have some kind of negative, you know, uh, vibe to it. Like, oh, all the guys wearing zero are becoming zeros. Uh, I'm a little worried about that. Fourth rounding your poodle. Okay, so here's what I'd say. Uh, do I like Lazard Thomas? He's okay. N- nothing nothing to write home about. He's a lot of options there. He, but he's okay. He's like a good five, you know, wide receiver five, you know, or something like that. I would say this. If you can get Ridley at the tail end of four, like four turns into five, I'm okay with that. And I feel pretty, pretty darn good about that value. Like, especially if you're drafting in the 12 spot. And at the 36, 37 back-to-back picks, the, the third turns into the fourth round turn. I love Ridley there. And he's going to fall there, not a lot, but on a decent amount of occasions right now moving forward. I think best ball Ridley's going a little higher than I think in mom and pop drafts out there. I think if you're drafting with grandma, Uncle Bud, Uncle Buck, you're going to get Calvin Ridley at the tail end of the third turn into the fourth round because I feel like people that, that love him are going to absolutely on underdog start just drafting him overdrafting him stacking him to to T law there's a lot of reasons why in best ball he could climb a little higher than in normal draft settings so i think in in redraft with with grandma with your hometown boys you're probably getting him at that 30 i would say 35 36 37 38 so the the turn into the fourth round so I would do that. I would go I would go grab him there. Would I grab him at the top of three or middle of three? Probably not yet, but I'm getting there. The whole point of this live stream is I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'd still rather have Watson. I'd still rather have Jameer Gibbs in the third round versus wait till the fourth if I'm going to force Ridley in the third. I'd still rather have Joe Burrow probably nine times or ten times out of ten. There's still players that in my mind in the third round are almost always there that are going to stop me from grabbing Ridley at 3.5. But at the end of round three, I'm all on it right now. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take him there. Smitty approved. Anywhere near the tail end of three turning into round four, Calvin Ridley is Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. All right. So that, that news. Overcome. Appreciate you. Overcome. You're still here, right? Yeah. I'm taking Ridley early. Fourth solid. Yeah. I mean, that's not early, though. I'll overcome. Fourth is not. Fourth is not early. Fourth is like you you may get him, you may not. Taking him early would be 3.4, 3.3, 3.2. And I don't know that I'd recommend that. But I agree. Anywhere at the tail end of three, turn into four, home run. Don't even worry about it. Overcome. Appreciate your super chat. I'm sorry I saw it late. Appreciate you, my guy. Um, Let's dig into this last piece of news, and then we're going to open the phone lines and talk about, hopefully you guys will bring up a lot of these topics and we'll rehash uh, Ridley. We'll talk about whatever you think of Aaron Rodgers. Brock Purdy, uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan said Brock Purdy elbow will be allowed to start throwing sometime next week. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know, I think this is uh, this is something that uh, you know we 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 have to wait and see. No one can possibly know how this is going to shake out. Nobody, nobody can know. Nobody should make too much of uh, too many predictions on the situation until we know exactly um, you know what we're looking at because. 
Lance could come in and ball out. And so if you're banking on Purdy from a, a fantasy football perspective 2023 and you're drafting him and you're expecting him to get in there, you don't know. Lance could ball out. You can't bank on Trey Lance because Sam Darnold could start week one. You can't bank on Brock Purdy because you don't know if he's getting rushed. This is the same coach that shoved him back onto the field after he completely tore his UCL. They removed him from the field because it was that bad of an injury. Take him off the field. He tore his UCL. And then what does this guy do? Shanahan? shoves him back out onto the field because they needed him out there. They didn't need him out there when he tore his UCL, but when once they had all their quarterbacks down, they shoved this guy back out there. And granted, it's a dumb rule that the NFL's corrected. The NFL has put in motion this new rule that allows a team to hold an emergency quarterback that can't that have to, has to be on the active roster. Uh, they can't bench the second quarterback to put him in, but the third quarterback is now available and so that situation will be avoided next time. But there was an emergency quarterback that was not used on the Niners roster. Why not make why make Juice the emergency quarterback if you're not going to use him? Like, why do it when you have a guy that tours UCL? So my whole point is, this guy's going out there and throwing sometime next week. Is it too early? I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust Shanahan at all. And so I'm staying clear of this Niner quarterback situation. I won't touch it at all. I won't go near it. I just won't. I just won't. Okay, uh, phone lines are open. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial in. Super chat from Russian Collusion. Smitty, your text line number change? Um, the text line number? No, I have uh, I have the uh, one-on-one text line on thefantasyfootballshow.com. So you get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com, the one-on-one text line, the trade calculators, the, the bull predictions, the rankings, all that is there. The text line is there. This dial-in phone line for the for the show is not the text line in case that's what you're talking about. But the, the text line has... has I, I, it's changed from like a year ago. Like you got to go to the, the, the website, click on the text line. In order, you know, it's through WhatsApp now. Okay, uh, the Bruce, you're live. So hey, yeah, Smitty. it has changed. If if you're using the old text number, like from your cell phone, it's it's got to go through WhatsApp. Go go to the website. Collusion, you can call in, and I'll explain it to you. What's up, Bruce? Um, with Ridley, and we were talking about all the targets. Where would that leave ETN then? Um. ETN's a concern, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I love ETN. I still take him in the third round. I take him in the in the territory where Ridley's going. Like for sure. I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna throw enough that there's gonna be a lot to go around though. And Travis ETN, everyone keeps saying that um let's put it this way. I'm not saying the people are wrong that are out there shoveling the ETN's reception numbers last year concerning because that's kind of the the trend you see out there right you see a bunch of analysts and people peddling this etn his receiving numbers last year are concerning i think it's like the typical line you hear and they just regurgitate it they're concerning because he needs more volume ridley being there like i get all that like I, i i'm gonna be concerned to a degree, but at the same time, keep in mind there are players out there 
that have rookie years that aren't as effective on in terms of catching the football. And yeah, this was his sophomore year last year in 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 you know push comes I I, I think push comes to shove this guy is going to go out there and have a like a sophomore year this year and pull in a lot more receptions and be a guy that I think you can count on being maybe double what he was last year in terms of pulling in the football. Do I think he's going to vault all the way to a 90 reception wide receiver slash running back like he should be used? Like that's that's where he should be used. He should be used to the capacity of a 70, 80, 90 reception running back. That's how good ETN is catching the football. He is one of the best pass catching backs in the National Football League. You just don't know it. You just don't know it because the team doesn't use him. But my whole thing is that how are we judging this kid off of his low reception totals? Like I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned, but how are we coming to conclusions when we didn't come to conclusions on Brees Hall's reception total? We didn't come to conclusions on, on Kenneth Walker's reception total. We didn't come to conclusions on anybody's rookie year reception total, just like we won't come to conclusions on Bijan Robinson's reception total. Like he was essentially a rookie last year because he didn't play at all, didn't play a single snap his rookie year. And and so for me, I'm still hopeful that his PPR production can grow. I don't know that it's going to be where it needs to be, but it can grow. So I'm fully, fully on board ETN at a certain price point, but I am also concerned enough to say there are a lot of mouths to feed. He didn't do a ton last year. And that might be a, a, a you know repeated situation in 2023, and they just don't know how to throw the football to him. Look, T. Law and Etn played together in college. They've got a great rapport together. This isn't something where he's got to learn how to block or pass protect for Trevor Lawrence or know where Trevor Lawrence wants him to be. I think one thing I would say is Etn's end of the season was so phenomenal. It was so so telling as to how how much let me see if I can find it how much this team believes in him and how much this team is going to continue to give him the football here's his game log down the stretch in 2023 we've talked about this before you almost have to rule out week 18 because in week 18 um that was a uh, uh, you know they sat you know they they he didn't get a lot of run nobody did in week 18 so you got to almost ignore week 18 and if you look at, let me get this other other box here. Okay, so if you look at this week 15, 103 yards, didn't have a touchdown. Week 16, 83 yards, 22 carries. Week 17, 108 yards and a touchdown. Week 18, again, you can't look at that. They 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 sat him. Week 19, 20 carries for 109. That is in the playoffs. And then his final contest in the playoffs, 62 yards and a score. He finished on fire. He didn't finish on any sort of like, you know, let down run where everybody's like, what what do we make ETN? ETN finished very strong. Now the receptions weren't there at the end of the year. It's not like he was oh on fire catching the football, but to me that seems to it seems to me that the team 100% trusts him. And if you look at ETN's missed opportunities, 
there are very few running backs in the National Football League, and I don't know the exact numbers in front of me, but I would venture to say he's like in the top five of RBs that had missed opportunities or taken opportunities from him, meaning Hasty comes in and rips off a 60-yard touchdown scamper that ETM would have easily had, that James Robinson got a handful of touchdowns at the beginning of the year because they kept running him out there. And it was like, he didn't. Who wasn't ultra effective. ETN would have easily done that. ETN got bad goal line carries back to back to back to back in some games. I, I remember, I believe it was three or four in a row, he got where he got stuffed and it was bad play calling. He was getting swarmed before he even got to the line of scrimmage. Not his fault. ETN had so many opportunities taken from him that his stat line would have been enormous had he not missed those opportunities, which I think people don't look at those. They don't say, oh, let's look at missed opportunities. Were those oddball situations? Was that something that had to do with him? And we got we to gotta expect that. I, lo- I love ETN. I am a little cautious. Third round seems fine. Late third round is better. Mid-third round to late third round packages in the risk that maybe they don't throw the ball to him like they should. But if they did, he'd be a top five wide, top five running back. He really would. Um, go ahead, Bruce. What else you got? Uh, what do we think? I don't know if we talked about this yesterday, but what do we think of when they brought up the teams he wanted to play for, the quarterback, D-Hop kind of smiled and laughed when they brought up Dak Prescott. Um, I think that quarterbacks, I, I, I think that uh, wide receivers a lot of times don't know what they want, bro. They don't know what situations are even all that good. I mean, he knows that Buffalo is a good spot. But what did he, didn't he get, didn't they say KC, Buffalo? When Hopkins was asked where he would like to play f- football, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he rolled his eyes at, what was the situation he rolled his eyes at that was a good situation? That were like, the Jets. You want to play for the New York football Jets? He was like, he, he just... He just gave that shrug, like, no, I, I don't want to play for. Why would you not want to go play for the Jets? Why is it? I don't think he's at a point in his career where he's like, oh, I want to have all the volume. I don't think he's thinking like that. I don't think that's why he doesn't want to go there. Buffalo, he wouldn't have all the volume. KC, he wouldn't have all the volume. Uh, to think the New York Jets aren't capable of winning a Super Bowl with Hopkins added to the roster. I just that's why I say I don't trust wide receivers to know what's good for him. Antonio Brown went to the Buffalo Bills and and complained and cried until they decided to call the trade off. He was traded to the Buffalo Bills, Antonio Brown, before he went to the Raiders. People forget he was a Buffalo Bill for a couple hours. And then they they rescinded the trade. They reversed the trade because he refused to play. He said, I'm not gonna play for the Buffalo Bills. While Josh Allen was in the midst of becoming Josh Allen, and it didn't take a rocket scientist at that point in that moment to see Josh Allen was going to become a thing. And the guy didn't want to play for Josh Allen. These wide receivers are too embedded in what they do to know what's good for them half the time. So for Hopkins to balk at going to play football with Aaron Rodgers in New York, when New York has the first or second best defense in the National Football League, and an offense is going to be top five to eight, like what's wrong with them? Ridiculous, ridiculous. I don't, don't don't worry about what Hopkins wants. Not to mention what Hopkins wants doesn't matter because he's not in a position to get a long-term deal. Any team that acquires him is going to rent him for a year and they're not going to be like, oh, let's give him a big fat contract extension on top of trading for him. He has no say over where he's going. He's either playing for a very bad Cardinals team or he's going somewhere that's probably going to be an upgrade and he'd be lucky 
if Dallas came a knocking. So Hopkins can't can't be a, a, a he can't beg. You know, beggars can't be choosers. He can't choose when he's begging to get out. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, what else you got, Brucey? Hey, Brucey, you feeling okay? You doing well? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good. That's good, man. We're 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 excited you're you're back on the saddle, and we appreciate you, Brucey. Thanks for calling in too. Uh, you can you can hang there too. Let me see if there's any other news that's floating around while you scoop up another question for me. Um, right. Let me see if I can find anything from from Shefty and the boys. It's out that is worth talking about right now. Uh, don't see anything much. Today's been kind of a slower news day. Uh, we're hoping for week one, Kyle Shanahan said about Brock Purdy and adds that they're optimistic he will be back before to get ready for the opener. I don't have any reason to think otherwise. That's just crazy. That's crazy to, to shove him out there. So on top of what we already talked about, he's talking about week one. Kyle Shanahan's talking about week one. Let me put this on screen. I just don't know how this is smart for a coach to be pushing a player to be back for week one that is clearly going to be like pushing the the boundaries of this thing. And and these injuries are still very much like unknown territories, you know? And, and he should have had, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, I'm no doctor, but it sounds like the Tommy John surgery long-term was a better a better, you know, option. And they didn't go that route. They went with the, uh, the, it's almost like a bridge repair of the UCL. And who knows what the longevity is of that? Who knows how quickly he'll be throwing rockets out there and missiles and will he re-injure it? How, how stable is it going to be to put this little, like, uh, it's like a, 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 basically bridging the, the injury instead of doing a total Tommy John surgery, which a lot of people will tell you if you have a Tommy John and you sit out the whole year, you come back and your arm's stronger. So I don't know why they chose this this path. I don't get it. But right here, we're hopeful. This is, uh, this is let's see here. Kyle Shannon said there's no set timetable for Brock Purdy's return, but we're hoping for week one. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. They're rushing. Well, them. then I have a question about the Niners. Where does their offense, like any offensive player like a Debo or a McCaffrey, do they fall further now that we don't know their quarterback and how far would you uh, they fall? Um, I'm already concerned about Debo. I, I don't know that I concern myself with CMC at all. Like, CMC's either going to get hurt or he's not. I don't think it ha- anything really... They're going to... The offense will revolve around Christian McCaffrey. I think he'll be fine. Kittle, very much tied to the quarterback situation. We saw him go dormant under your boy, Jimmy G. And a lot of that has to do with that Jimmy G was a first read, second read, and done type of guy. He didn't go through a pro- progression tree because the longer he had the football, the more likely he was going to get sacked, fumble, you know, cause a turnover. He was very much first read, quick release, uh, get the ball to a, on a design play to Debo. That was when Jimmy was having his success the year Debo had his success. It was all to Debo Samuel, quick quick reads, design plays. Um, where was Kittle? Kittle was completely dormant. Kittle was non-existent. Kittle, because Kittle would have to break off a block, run a route, run a delayed route. Jimmy never had the ball long enough to ever, ever see uh, Kittle through a route. 
And so when Brock Purdy got in there and Brock Purdy became the the play extender that the Niners have been looking for, all of a sudden Kittle was running routes again. Kittle was able to be on the field long enough, you know, after a, a blocking assignment to literally run a route and Purdy scrambling around, even if it's scrambling inside the pocket, bouncing around and he had great pocket presence. And he'd find Kittle, and Kittle would would get more involved. So to have the quarterback situation in flux makes me feel like, okay, I can't trust Kittle. I can't trust Ayuk. Debo Samuel was a monster, and then he wasn't last year. And and now he's going into potentially an unsettled quarterback situation again. Who knows what his role is going to be? There's injury concern for Debo. If they start running Debo a lot, then he's you know an injury concern. If they don't run Debo, he doesn't get the volume he needs consistently through the air. So therefore, he doesn't score as much. I would say it's crazy. It's really weird. But this Niner situation, it's like it's like I always describe. It's like having all this weaponry and and having just one way to fire it off. You can't use it all at once. It's all very talented. It's the best offense and defense top to bottom in the National Football League if you just look at the weapons that are there. But there's just no way to facilitate it all and use it all. And so this offense is like just just, just absolutely amazing and just overflow, overflow of talent. And there's no way to fully capitalize on it. So Christian McCaffrey's the one guy I don't think much will change. He'll run the ball through him. Um, injury's a concern, though, because you know we worried about him staying healthy two years ago. And now all of a sudden we're just completely not worried about it anymore? I don't know. I, I'm still a little concerned about it. That's why I have Bijan scoring more than... I, I, Bijan is my number one running back at the end of the year. Not that I would necessarily tell everybody to go draft that, although you're going to have to kind of do it now because his ADP is climbing like we predicted on the show. Like when people called us crazy taking him at 10. We were called crazy for taking him at 10, Bruce. Now the whole world's taking him as the second running back in, in the top six. The whole the whole world's catching up. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're listening to your show and they're taking your advice. <laughs> they're catching up, pal. What do we think of Brady signing ownership, part ownership of the Raiders, too? You think he might just say, uh, you know what? Jimmy G went down. I can come back. I know McDaniels. I don't know what the, the rules are. I don't think you can be a, a part owner and play football. So you have to sell that ownership, I think, to play. I don't know if I have that right. I'm not positive. I'm, I'm guesstimating on that, but I'm pretty sure that you can't. That's a conflict of interest. Interest. I don't think you can own part of the team and play. So we'll have to see how that plays out. I think it maybe solidifies he's not coming back. Part of me wonders if he's doing that to to convince himself not to come back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine him scrambling to sell ownership to get back on the field? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers favoring his ankle ended up being his calf, um, from what we heard anyway. It could, could go back in the other direction, but that's what we're being told right now. I don't see any other pieces of news out there that are that are really worth talking about, other than the the Austin Eckler news. Um, looks like yeah, report here on Twitter saying it's close to two million. We broke down the actual number. Um, it wasn't two million, according to this report. Maybe it ends up being two million, but one point seven five million in incentives being added to his contract is exactly what we talked about yesterday that would happen um, after he realized there was no market for him. After he 
understood the reality of his situation that at 28 years old, especially coming out of this season next year being 29, there's there's no way he's going to get some huge fat contract. So, uh, yeah, not even if he does like he did last year, I still don't see a team giving him a big contract. Yeah, doesn't matter because he'll be 29. Just like Derrick Henry had a great year last year, but nobody wants to trade for him. Because they're like, yeah. okay, he's on borrowed time. He did what he did last year, defied a lot of odds. I, I admit, I was one that was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit this one out. Not that I, not that I think he can't do it, but I'd rather be a year early than a year late. And the odds are against it. And he, he proved the odds wrong. Eckler could prove the odds wrong, but I would venture to say that you're, you're not looking at like a seventy percent chance or something high that that Eckler can play a full season or even remotely close. You're looking at a high percentage chance that he looks great for a while and then he, you know, blows a gasket because he's 28 years old and he's been run into the ground. Yeah, he hasn't, you know, he's got a lot of receptions to his, you know, uh, to his resume and he didn't necessarily become a between the tackles guy his entire career, but he's a small statured guy and he started running the football a lot between the tackles over the last two years and to the tune of I'm worried. And to the tune of, I think we'd be he'd be hard pressed, and it would be a miracle for him to do what Derrick Henry did at 28. And I'd rather just take another player that I feel very safe about, and then I'm not going to really lose a wink of sleep if I'm wrong and I did jump another year early on a player. Because I admittedly will jump a year early versus a year late. That's just my nature, and that's my advice for all my people because I don't want you guys holding the bag. For a player that it was like pretty clear that there was a huge risk. Like there's a, it's as clear as day that there's a big risk for Eckler in 2023. If there wasn't, why is his ADP in round two? Coming off of the biggest year he's had. Coming off of the season that Eckler had last year. Why is he a second rounder? Because other people are very fearful as well. You know, he'd be going number one or number two overall based on last year's numbers. If anybody thought there wasn't a very high risk of him not coming uh, to work, you know, for 17 straight weeks. Eckler or Barkley, I'd take Barkley in 2023, pal. He's younger, there's less concern. Um, but would I, would I draft Eckler, play him for four or five weeks then trade him on the high because I think he will start off great. Like, someone's going to come in here when Eckler has a great week one and say, oh, Smitty, how do you feel now? I feel the same because I've said that. Eckler could come in and tear it up for a month straight. Like, there's no drop-off yet. We haven't seen it. Like, with Todd Gurley, we saw it. Todd Gurley dropped off. We knew Todd Gurley was walking into his drop-off season, or at least I did. And I was I was beating a, a dead, dead horse on it, beating a drum on it, constantly saying, guys... He dropped off, and he was going number one overall right out of the gate. People were drafting Todd Gurley number one overall, and I was, this is it. He's done. He's done. And then slowly, I think we had a lot to do with it, to be honest. Slowly, people you started. You had that hour video, you know, no Todd Gurley, no Todd yeah. Gurley. Yeah. It was two hours. No Todd Gurley, no Todd Gurley. Um, I said it for like, <laughs> I think it was five or 10,000 times straight. No Todd Gurley awareness. But uh, uh, we haven't seen that with Eckler. Okay, so we haven't seen that with Eckler. So, therefore, he could have an amazing start to the season. That would not surprise me. And 
I'm telling you that, that that is probably likely. He'll probably have a really good week one, week two, week three. The question will be, can his body hold up at 28 years old? It is not likely. It's not likely. Is it possible? Absolutely. Uh, give me Eckler if the price is right. Of course. Give you give, give me give me Derrick Henry still if the price is right. And I avoid him if the price isn't right. Give me anybody. There's a line in the sand for everybody, Swaggy. Everybody. Lance went a couple of picks ahead of Purdy in the fifth round. Darnold is still available in the 13th round. Dynasty Superflex. I wouldn't be going near any of those space, Ricky. Um, you do need all. You almost need all three to even touch that as your quarterback. I, I, I want nothing to do with that quarterback room. If I had to pick just one of them, I'd take Purdy. I just take Purdy. Trey Lance is being set up for failure. I don't trust Trey Lance, not because I don't trust him. I don't trust his coach in a situation that is literally telling you they're hopeful Brock Purdy's back by week one. Literally ho- telling you Trey had no shot. Trey had no shot. Trey doesn't have a shot to even beat out Brock Purdy if Brock Purdy's ready for week one. Uh, Gibbs in the fourth. And that's really what it comes down to that people need to understand about a lot of my stances is that if we're saying... If we're saying here, let me let me find Gibbs. Where's where's my boy Gibbs at? Where's Gibby? Where's Gibby? I think he's right here. So here here's Gibbs. If we're talking about uh, round four, okay, we're talking about round four. We're talking about taking Eckler and two. I'd rather, especially if I've got an RB like Bijan, let's say, and, and I'm sitting here contemplating taking Eckler. At the near top of round two, give me Alave and give me Gibbs in round four. Is exactly what what uh, what uh, Ethan just said. This has been my mantra all off season long. It's not so much what I take Gibbs over Eckler. I'm not an idiot. I know the fair market value, but because I like Gibbs better than Eckler, don't tell anybody. It's between you and me. Because I like Gibbs better than Eckler, I'm going this route. And I'm building an absolute monster. I'm building an absolute uh, team that that I feel is going to smash people to pieces. And and it comes down to the wide receivers in round two that just feel safer than Eckler. It comes down to the wide receivers in round three that could feel safer than Derrick Henry. But there is a line in the sand for everybody. There is. A Russian collusion dropping yet another super chat on screen. Russian, appreciate you, my guy. Russian says... Uh, completed the draft on ESPN and Eckler was number one run, was the number one running back. I feasted on that draft. I got every moon man. It's crazy. ESPN is a place to go take full advantage of bad ADP right now. Like if I was to recommend anybody to go on a platform and draft, it would probably be ESPN because it sounds like they've got players like Gibbs really low. Uh, Olave's going in round three or four still on ESPN ADP. So the suggested rank is suggesting to all the grandmas, hey, go take Olave in round three, not two. And and the most pushback I get is the poodle two out. Is the poodle two out? <laughs> oh, buddies, the poodle two is out. Oh, my goodness gracious. We're jumping into one. We're jumping into one. Hey. Poodle 2 is out. Who said that? Mike. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Whoever said it ahead of time. Poodle 2 just drops his D-Class. D-Class might have said it first. I, I appreciate you dropping that. Let's let's get into a Poodle 2 real quick. 
Uh, Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Let me drop the link in the live chat. If you guys want to get into a, a poodle draft with me right now, I'm just going to jump. And I'm not going to live stream the entire draft, I don't think. But here it is. Uh, here's the link. Get in. Underdog Fantasy will match up to $100 on your first deposit. So get into that. Poodle poodle twos are out. These are, are let's see, what 300 k in prizes, $7 entry. Hit the enter button now. Let's jump in. Poodle two. I got a question, Smitty. Yeah, what's up? On your on your premiere live with Swift, he was going pretty late. What do we think of doing the Wolf Pack and then getting Swift as our running back one? Well, that's what that's what my I think my video describes is this right here is when you do the Wolf Pack, Camara and Camara and. Uh, Kamara and Swift and Charbonnet are the, the three best running backs that anybody could have. The three best friends that anybody could have once you go Wolfpack here. So if you go Wolfpack and get Garrett Wilson, um, I'll have to find that. Let me just let me just hit this right here. So if anybody doesn't know what the Wolfpack is, this is the Wolfpack. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake, London, and Christian Watson. This is the quad squad, the burn unit, the wolf pack, the four amigos. I give you the four best friends that anybody could have. So the quad squad, the wolf pack, the burn unit right here going round one Wilson, round two Olave. Uh, you might even have to go Watson round three and London round four. Uh, just depends on where Watson's going. He, Watson's been climbing. London's been falling. So we might have to swap those. But it still works perfectly. The Wolf Pack right here, as I talk about, I, I believe in the video I mapped this out, Brucey, that the Wolf Pack, if you get those four right here and you get Swift, Camara, and 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 a couple guys like that, Pacheco, if you want to swap Pacheco out, Damian Pierce, if you want to swap out Damian Pierce, all those guys are, are interchangeable. So definitely... Definitely, uh, definitely check that out, that strategy out, and that video out. Okay, so here we go. Um, it looks like I got the 10 pick in this uh, Poodle 2. Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, and uh, let's see here. Tyreek Hill. I don't know if we got any usuals in here. This filled really quick when I clicked on it. It filled like immediately. Let's see if I can draft a Wolfpack draft right now. Live on the show. Let's see if we can draft a Wolfpack draft. Let's go. Okay, so Garrett uh, uh, Bijan just went. Um, let's go Garrett Wilson here. It's a little early, but we'll do it. We'll try and do this Wolfpack draft right now. Garrett Wilson. Doing it live. Austin Eckler. Kelsey. Pick, baby. Is that you, Ethan? Okay, so we're gonna try. We're gonna try the wolf pack out. Russian collusion dropped the super chat. Uh, completed a draft right now on ESPN. Uh, number one. Oh, I got that one already. Kevin says, "Real talk. What does Charbonnet finish this year? Running back three? I think he can. I don't want him to. Like, you know, that means that Walker gets injured, but he still could be really productive even if Walker doesn't go down. He could still be like a flex-type player. Um, let's go. So, just looking at the RBs right now, just just a glance at it. I mean, I do like some of these guys, but I would like to play out this Wolfpack. So, we're going Wolfpack here. So far, we've done it. 
Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. That is the Wolfpack. That is these gentlemen right here. So I've completed and executed the first part of the Wolfpack. Wilson, Alave, and then it would be Watson and London would be next. So we'll try we'll try and execute that and and complete that out. Okay, so um let's get back to the back to the draft here. Here's the board. So let me go over the draft. It went Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, AJ Brown, Bijan Robinson, Garrett Wilson, uh, Austin Eckler, CD Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Devontae Adams, Chris Olave, Wolfpack, Garrett Wilson, Olave, uh, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley. And then the number four overall pick just took Nick Chubb. The number three draft slot has Jamar Chase. And who do they grab? Now, the one thing I've come to, to struggle, though, when I try the Wolfpack is I still love some of these guys that fall. And I'm almost forcing myself uh, to take, uh, you know, to, to pass on a player that I almost want to draft over, let's say, one of the Wolfpack wide receivers in the three and four spot. The, the London and and, and uh, Christian Watson players, but Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry. So the, fir- the first overall draft slot's got Justin Jefferson, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry. The second draft slot's got Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Smith, and Ramondre Stevenson. The third draft slot's got T. Higgins, uh, uh, Jamar Chase, and Josh Jacobs. I assume they think they're getting Joe Burrow on the way back. Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, and Josh Allen. Tyreek Hill, Saquon Barkley, and uh, Bad Mother. Who are they going to get with their third drafted player? Kevin, appreciate you asking the Charbonnet question. And the, the honest truth is, I don't know. I think he's, you know, if he gets some starts, he could absolutely become a monster per start. I don't know what he finished though. You know, how many games would he start? Tough to say. Uh, do I have anybody else on the line? Is it just Bruce? Bruce, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Okay, so well, we're you do the, the Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley, Mark Andrews. Uh, we're almost ready. We're almost ready. We're going to be able to get. Uh, we're probably going to be able to get Christian Watson. That'll probably work. It looks like we can deploy the Wolf Pack during this draft. Bijan, Amari Cooper. Okay, so I'm going to go Christian Watson here. I'm very tempted to. Like I see, I see Walker. I see Jameer Gibbs. Like this is where I get to a point where I'm like, oh God, do I just stay the course and go the Wolfpack? What do we do? Do we go Gibbs here, or do we go, do we go Watson? I say Watson. Okay, we'll just we'll continue. Maybe we detour and grab Gibbs if he's still available. There he went. Jameer Gibbs just went. That might be one of our guys. So he he probably was licking his chops. So we're going wolf. We're going full Wolfpack on this one. Part of me wants to go Gibbs so bad. Or do I detour and go Joe Burrow? Because, you know, London's a little more replaceable than any of the other components there. So part of me is like, maybe we go Joe Burrow. Yeah. I'd like Burrow if he falls there, yeah. Because, I mean, Drake London, I like Drake London. But I feel like Joe Burrow is a little more important here. We're gonna divert. This is important for you to see happen live too. The 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 best player available. Don't just stick to a plan. 
I want to go Wolfpack very, very badly, but I'm going to go Joe Burrow here. And I'm going to say divert, divert, divert. We went Chris uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Let me show my team. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, Joe Burrow. And we're still doing, we're still deploying the Wolfpack. Um, that's, 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 that's strong. I've got another Wolfpack team that I'm deploying right now as we speak in a slow draft and I've got it. I, I executed it. So I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind doing that. Someone says stay the course. I know a lot of you wanted me to stay the course. <laughs> I should, part of me thinks I should have, but ah, uh, I, I couldn't pass on Burrow there. I think it, I think I think we did the right thing. I think we did the right thing. Uh, oh, I'm so glad the poodles are back. This is great. Drake London went right there at 44 overall. I don't think it was a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake. I think we're still going to get exactly what we wanted to uh, execute here. Uh, Brucey. Yeah. What else you got? Uh. Call into the show, of, guys. Uh, I'm thinking of like what you were saying with uh, Ridley, and it it brought me to uh, Zay Jones and and all them. I'm thinking, why not just mix it up with the Wall Dog and maybe maybe not go with one of the receivers, but go with Etn because the receivers and the tight ends are going to be. You know, it's going to be crowded in that receiving room. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think the law dog, Trevor Lawrence, is just going to be, he's going to have a phenomenal season no matter what. He's definitely going to cook. You think he's going to take a seat or try to take a seat at the big boy table? I think he's going to have cups of coffee with him. I think he's going to dance in the top five. Answer your question. Here is a biography for Alex Murdoch. What is Z- what's Ziggy talking about? Ziggy, off. <laughs> Alex Murdoch. Why is he talking about Al- who's Alex Murdoch? Who's Alex Murdoch? All right, we're we're almost on the clock here. Okay, uh, I see you calling in. Hang hang tight one second. I let's see. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who are we talking to? Yeah, who's this? You're live. All right. Didn't want to talk. Didn't want to talk. All right. So, RBs that are right here. What do you think, Brucey? Should I go with my boy Swifty here? Do we go J.K. Dobbins? Do we go Pierce? This is our first. I would go with your boys. Yeah, I'd let's go with your boys. Let's do it right now. This is our team. We're gonna make our first RB. This high risk play. We'll go. We'll go Swift, and then we'll have uh, we'll have this combination here. That looks fire. That looks fire. Straight fire. Hold on, this guy's calling back in again. Almost on the clock. Hang, hang tight, caller. Okay, uh, running backs that are available, JK's 
obviously I'm on the clock again. JK's there. I could go Trevor Lawrence and double up the QBs and have the optimal scoring, but uh, Kyle Pitts just went. Uh, Mike Evans is decent. George Pickens is decent. You know, I don't normally do this, but let me go. Let me go JK here. Let's try it. What's your feeling towards the, JK? This the all year? the all injured running back stable. You're you're live on the fantasy football show. Who's this? What's up, Isaac? What's up, Isaac? What can I do for you, pal? What's up, Smitty? Uh, I just need to let you know that last year I would have dominated my league with your help, but due to injuries, that couldn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I had Cooper Cup, uh, Brees Hall, and Javante Williams all on the same team. Yeah, I you know I feel so bad for my people that that literally don't no one knows that you guys almost just annihilated and took your entire league out. You know I'm here to pat you on the back. I, I know a lot. I know a lot of people won't pat you on the back and they have no idea what you were about to do to them. But I do. I know. I picked up Kenneth Walker on the waivers too because of your help last year. Hey, I appreciate you, pal. Yeah, Kenneth Walker it was crazy how many how many leagues he was dropped in. And same with Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce had a bad start, and everyone's like, oh, it was a dumb advice, Smitty. I'm cutting him. <laughs> and then anybody that cut him just hated him even worse. They just hated him. They hated him worse. They they just they they couldn't live with themselves after that. They're like, I, I cut this. Yeah, man. everybody wanted to trade for him after uh after I picked him up like the next week. Yeah. Hey, what do you think about this start so far um, that I've got? I, I've got. Uh, I went with the the three out of the four. I could have got all four of the Wolfpack, but I decided to divert and go Burrow. What do you think of Burrow, Swift, J.K., Garrett Wilson, Alave, Christian Watson? I think that's fired. Looks sure. good. It looks good. I'm liking it you a lot. You think T. Law would have been available if you went? London, do you think T-Law would have been there? Yeah, he was there. He was there. But I still, I think Burrow, you know, and that's not a bad, it's not a bad alternate, you know, look for sure. But I love, I love the look of Burrow here. I think Burrow is just such a, a wild card this year at, in that fourth round territory, because look at these other quarterbacks, you know, Jalen Hurts, 17 overall, middle of, of round two. Mahomes 18 overall middle of round two Joe Burrow belongs there and you're getting him in the fourth round it's it's just it's like taking candy from a baby I know T-Law can dance with those guys but Burrow can own them Burrow could be the number one quarterback in the NFL this year Burrow could be the number one fantasy football quarterback and somehow he's been plucked from the round two guys and been placed in round four and and to me I just I, I when I come across it I can't resist I can't resist because even if he disappoints, he's going to explode from that ADP. <laughs> Even on a disappointing year, he's going to annihilate that ADP. Just absolutely blast it. And we're going to knock on wood that we don't drive his ADP higher. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Goddard, I'm on deck here. Let's go to the RBs. Uh, James Conner, Javante Williams. Um 
look, I, there's still wide receivers that I could grab here, but I don't know that I love those guys. I like Waller a lot right here. I'll probably go... I'm going to stay the course... And grab the Camara, and and do this do this approach that, that I mapped out in the video. So the Burrow, Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Camara, <laughs> Garrett Wilson, Alave, Christian Watson. That's straight fire. The question is, do I go Charbonnet here to top off my running back crew, or do I go with like a Jamison Williams who's going to come in strong later? Or do I go Charbonnet? Or do I go Waller? You have J.K., you said? Yeah. I think he's very undervalued this year. I do. I, I, I agree. So I got to go. I'm going to go Charbonnet, Waller, or Jamison Williams. Answers quick. Three seconds. Charbonnet. Let's do it live. So going wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback. I didn't take a, I didn't take a running back until my fifth drafted player I didn't take an RB until my fifth drafted player I went wide receiver wide receiver wide receiver Joe Burrow and I've got what I believe to be an outstanding running back stable in Swift J.K. Dobbins Alvin Kamara Zach Charbonnet and to have Garrett Wilson Alave and Watson with Joe Burrow this team is straight fire whoa just got out of the draft Total draft. Where, where, where's my? Yeah, here we go. Okay, I'm back. Man, I'm excited about this team. We got Young calling in. Young, you're li- you're live on the show, pal. Hello. What's up, Young? How do you like this team, Young? Hey, yeah, I'm liking it, man. I, I like the Swift. Uh, I like to take on Swift too. I'm liking JK more and more. I admit, I, I wasn't huge on JK in the beginning of the off season. But I'm starting to really like J.K. at this value, 63. His ADP is 56. I got him at 63 overall. I got him at a steal. Yep. I, I got him almost near. If you do uh, that. 10, what? Yeah, you could go You, you could go with those guys and then do the uh, that running back hero thing you're talking about. You this know? is the running, This is the hero running back, essentially. This is like, this is less than hero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Yeah, yeah. This is less than hero because we didn't even take a, a top running back in the beginning of the draft or anything. We went, we went, this is like hero on steroids. You know, this is a crazy. Okay. Okay. Justin. Reach, right, reach, yeah, reach. Um, ha ha. Love it, bro. Says Grant. Are we reaching Grant? I don't think we're reaching here. I don't think there's any reaching going on. This yeah. Hey, I just have two quick questions for you, bro. Yeah. Um, hey, so my commissioner of my league is basically, you know how there's six bench spots or, I mean, for our league, there, there was six bench spots and he wants to take one of them out and just have five bench spots. How do you feel about that? Like, what does that even, does it even matter that much? Um, I mean, it does, but it's a keeper league. Like you have to cut somebody now. No, it's just he's just he just wants to make it like that. Like, so it's a re, it's a redraft five. league. If it's a redraft league, I don't care. It's, it's a redraft. 
yeah it's a it's a redraft league but then also too my my other uh quick question was um he basically our league is trying to most people voted and uh we did a vote and most people not this season but the one after that i think we're going to make it a, a two-man keeper league so how, how do you feel about that like is that lame or what, what do you think of that Ah, Jamison Williams just went. Damn it. Almost got him back at this pick right here. That's crazy. Uh, Two-keeper league. I, I, let's see. Wait, hold on, hold on one second. Let me draft this this uh, pick here. I think I might go Kincaid yeah, a little er, early here just to make sure I get him. I'm going to go Kincaid here. And then uh, I want to be on the clock in a second. Two-man keeper league. I don't mind uh, two-man keeper league. You know, I, I think... Uh, as long as everybody knows the rules walking in, like you say, move bench spots from five to four, it doesn't matter. Everybody's playing by the same rules. That creates a more active waiver wire. That means more players can be had on waivers that can win a league. I'm all, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. That's all, you're, Everybody's playing by the same rules. And as long as you're drafting fresh and you're keeping two guys and everybody know you know you haven't already drafted, then those are all, you're playing in the confines of the rules. Everybody, everybody knows what, what's up. I have no problem with that at all. So yeah, so basically it's like you. I, I don't know if we're going to be able to trade or make trade. I don't know how it works really, um, but it's a two man two man keeper in dynasty is two completely different things, right? Like, or is it is a two man keeper kind of basically like dynasty? How do, I, I don't know how to, how, to, how all that works. All right, hold on, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on one second. Yeah, I, I don't know, bro. I mean. I, 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 lo- I love I love any as long as you know the rules up front. Swaggy says that's how Smitty rules, and if you think otherwise, you are wrong for making your own decisions. Um, who who says this, Swaggy? Who says this? When 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 do I not let people have their own voice, Swaggy? It's about respect. People call in all the time and have different opinions from me, and just because I'm going to argue with an opinion, this is a, an opinion show, bro. This is a, what am I supposed to do? Everybody, everything's great. You like this guy and I don't like him. I like, like we argue all the time. It's fine, but it's about respect, Swaggy. What are you even talking about? And, and dial in, dial in and have a conversation with me instead of in my chat, bad mouthing me in my own chat, Swaggy, like call into the show at least <laughs> instead of bad mouthing me in the chat. I mean, what are you even talking about? Okay, um, I took Mingo at this uh, in this tenth round spot. So far, my team is as follows. Look at this bad boy: Burrow, Swift, J.K. Kamara, Zach Charbonnet, Wilson, Olave, Christian Watson, Jonathan Mingo, Kincaid. Woo! All right, uh, Young, hang tight. Yusuf, what do you got? What's up, Smitty? How you doing? What's up? So uh, I'm in a league with my friend, and I've been trying for so long to uh, convince him to switch to PPR, but they're just all set on half PPR, so I, I'm stuck with that. So my my question to you is, uh, I have the fourth pick in our draft, and yep. I'm pretty sure I have a rough idea of the three picks before me, so it's looking like it's going to be B. John, McCaffrey, and Jefferson, and I was leaning Chase. For the fourth pick, do you agree with that? Or yeah, uh, Ch- look, Chase is my number one. 
even in point five PPR, he's my number one. You're getting even the number one overall player. Okay, so one hundred percent chase. Yeah, I'd take him number one. I'd take him number one. You're getting a screaming steal, bro. And it's it's a uh, it's an eight man. So you think like with my second pick back around it's a snake? Uh, you think like in an eight man like Pollard could fall back to me, or like Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson probably won't, but if he did, you need to snag him. You need to snag him immediately. But but do I think uh, do I think Pollard's a reach there? No, Pollard should be available there. He should be, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. You know, I don't know. It depends on who's on the clock, bro. Like I can't tell you a, a player to take for sure. I would just say, yeah. I would okay. say it depends. And and like, uh, would you say Burrow's a reach for the second for the stack or not? Um, he's not a. A reach per se, but I think you could get him in the third round pretty easily. So why why go down that road? Got you. So I definitely try and take advantage of the fact that he's um available most times in round three. I mean, look where I got him, bro. I got him in the fourth round. Look at my team right here. My team is in yeah. the third third to last column: Garrett Wilson, Olave, Christian Watson, Joe Burrow. If I'm taking Joe Burrow round two, look what I'm leaving on the table. Yeah. You know, Chris Olave yeah. should be also a target of yours if you go Jamar Chase. Look at the running back stable we were able to create going wide receiver Garrett Wilson, wide receiver Chris Olave, wide receiver Christian Watson, Joe Burrow. I didn't start picking my running backs off until round five. Yeah. So Olave's like a good third round target. Bro, he's a good second round target. Second round, so I could, got but but got if you. if he's there in the third round, you just might as well dance straight to the bank. Just do a little a money yeah. dance straight <laughs> to the bank. I mean, yeah. Take a look at this draft. Like, go rewatch this video as we go and, and see where the players are falling. Olave took him in the, in the 15 overall spot, which a lot of people might say is early. If you draft on ESPN, the suggested rank yeah. is everything, bro. The suggested rank is everything. The suggested rank will tell you what you can get away with. Not that where you should draft him, but if Olave's in the third round on ESPN drafts, why on earth would you take him in the second when you can steal him away? So look at that suggested rank and use it to your advantage and crush your league okay. mates. Don't don't go reaching out of out of turn and grabbing guys like Olave because I say he's great. And you grab him, and he's fifteen players down. You're completely missing the, you know, draw, leaving a lot of, you know, value on the table. Yeah, I got you. That's all I got for you. All right, you appreciate you, man. Good. Thank you, Yusuf. Thank you, uh, no uh, Young. You got anything else? I'm sorry, Young. I didn't mean to really cut you off, but but to answer your question in general, hey. I don't. None of those are all preference things to me. I don't like. I don't care about any of that. Like, if you tell me I'm playing in a league where you keep yeah. two guys, then fine. I play in a league where, like, I don't need to. I don't need to worry about it. Like as long as everything's done before the draft, then no one's getting surprised. No one's drafted already, and they're told, "Okay, now we're going to make it a keeper league." That's a dumb commissioner. That's a bad commissioner that tries to create rules after things have already taken place. That's selfish. That's the commissioner wanting to do something for his own good. Yeah, because there was a like in our league, there was a bunch of crazy trades last season, and uh, we all talked about it and. You know, if we would have known that it was going to be a two-man keeper going forward, nobody would have done, you know, a lot of the trades that they did last year. So that's that's basically that's what was the, like the deciding factor, you know. Um, 
And then, yeah, I appreciate that, bro. And then also my, my last question is uh, when, do, when do you expect ESPN to – get start getting that ADP more accurate. I don't know, bro. I hope I I hope for the sake of a lot of you you're able to take advantage of it for a while. Like in if I could recommend somebody moving their draft over to ESPN and then moving it back over to the platform they want to manage it on, that's the way to go, bro. You're going to clean up with the the suggested rank is so powerful. Look at this. Look who Kyler Roshan Higby, KJ Osborne, Irv Smith. These are the suggested players. Usually the next selected player, watch, you'll see him vanish from this like group here. It's usually somebody that's in, in range. Look, Irv Smith. He was in range of like the top 10 overall players. People get to this point. Roshan Johnson was number two on the suggested rank. People are, they just don't know where to go from here. And they say to themselves, uh, I can't take somebody. I'm going to get made fun of if I take somebody too down, you know, down, down here. I don't care when I get to this range here. Reaching doesn't matter when you're in round 13. Don't listen to anybody that says you should, you know, not take your guy when you're in round 13. Who cares? Downs is literally 17 players or so down. And I'll take Josh Downs before I take any of these guys up top. I'm not going to force myself to take a player I don't like. Um, I need a, let's see, what's my team look like? I've got two quarterbacks. I've got Swift, JK, Kamara, and Zach Charbonnet. I've got Garrett Wilson, Alave, Christian Watson, Jonathan Mingo, Hyatt, and Kincaid. I could use a tight end. I'll cue Laporta, potentially take him with one of these next two picks. I'm queuing downs. Uh, let's see here. What what running backs are available? Chase Brown. I don't mind Chase Brown right here. I feel like Chase Brown. And so what I do is I look at the rank here. Okay, Laporta's ranked the highest out of all these guys. I'm probably going to go with Laporta because I can get away with probably getting some of these other guys later. So I went Laporta. I've got my backup tight end. I've got two rookie tight ends, which I normally don't do. I even said at the beginning of the year, this is a mistake to start counting on these guys as rookie tight ends, but they both landed in unusually crazy situations. Kincaid's going to get force-fed. Laporta's got no no Jamison Williams for six weeks. These are unusual situations with a really good tight end class, so... I really like the value there. Um, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Watson, Mingo, Hyatt. Ugh, I love the squad. Team is fire, says Space Ricky. Thank you, Space Ricky. Okay, so now I'm on the clock here. I've got to go. I'm probably going to go downs here because he's the highest ranked guy, and I don't want someone to. I have a better chance of maybe getting some of my later queued guys by going downs now. And downs is a, a really, really good wide receiver. I think he adds to my wide receiver arsenal. I've got three rookies below my three starters, and I think I'm going to land one of them. I think one of Mingo, Hyatt, or Josh Downs is going to explode and be like a top 20 wide receiver. I think one of those guys is going to hit hardcore. And, I, of course, I love Watson a lot. Downs, Downs or Mingo? If, if you had to choose, Downs or Mingo? Well, I chose Mingo ahead by quite a bit. Uh, Josh Downs I took at 159. I just took Mingo at 111. So they're they're a, they're a grip of rounds apart. So Mingo's the answer, but that doesn't mean Josh Downs at the end of the day won't be better. I love all three of them. I wanted all three of them. I needed to have all three of them. I love I love owning those guys. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good about this this team. This team did did Swaggy ever clarify what he, what in the hell he was talking about? 
because Swaggy, I'm I'm sitting in here. What 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 is it that you were even? What was Swaggy even responding to when he's bad mouthing <laughs> me in my own show? He says he's respectful. I saw a comment. I'm always respectful. How are you respectful when what you just said wasn't respectful? Nothing ever phases me. You always speak my my mind, and I'm always respectful. You weren't respectful when you said this is how Smitty... Smitty, you basically called me a tyrant in my own live chat. How is that respectful, Swaggy? <laughs> I don't even understand what you're talking about. I was against a lot of things people on this channel was screaming with Smitty, and I was absolutely right last year, especially with Run CMC and Barkley and all the players. He didn't like... Okay, Swaggy, so you got a couple things right. Do you think we didn't get some things right on this channel as well? Like, are you just... Why don't you have a channel, Swaggy? Where's your channel, Swaggy? If you're so good at this and you're running circles around everybody, where's your channel, Swaggy? I don't understand. Uh, Grant, appreciate you with your super chat. Unbelievable. Some people. Isaac, what else you got? Yeah, um, I remember you talking about like sleeper tight ends, and you mentioned like Jelani Woods for this year. Yep. How come he's so far down in the tight end rankings in sleeper? He's like past like backups, like likely. I don't know. Other like, I don't know why. I think um, you know, he hasn't proven it, and he's supposed to have been pretty good, and he and he hasn't. he hasn't done it yet, so people are just kind of like cautious. The offense was putrid last year, um, but he's going to be a safety net for for uh, Anthony Richardson as as AR fifteen gets in there and tries to learn, you know, how to facilitate the football at the NFL level. You got a six foot seven tight end monster that's going to be sitting there in the red zone. I, I mean, I like the yeah. odds of Jelani Woods looking pretty good. He's definitely a guy I love taking as my third drafted tight end. Yeah, because they have like. Michael Mayer ranks ahead of him, which he can be a good player, but just the situation he's in is probably worse than than Woods. Yeah, I, li- I like I like Michael Mayer as a talent. I, I hate his situation. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, w- I could I could draft one over the other though. Like I, I don't feel like Jelani's a lock, but Jelani's got such a big frame. Um, I think good situation now. Jelani Woods is exciting to me. Oh, we're getting close to the end here. This team is looking straight fire. I can't believe I got J.K. Dobbins in the mix of this. You know, like that. that I like fe- J.K. a lot. That felt unusual. That felt unusual. I mean, I got him at sixty-three. His eighty piece fifty-six. So, I mean, that was a steal. But to get J.K. with this running back stable, that is is no running back was taken. Before round five, that's crazy. That's a really good running back stable. Hey, Smitty, you think Swift they're gonna rank Swift higher now that he's on the Eagles, or you think he's just gonna stay put? What do you mean, stay put? Who stay put? Where? Like in the fifth round. Oh like well, I mean he, he's been on the Eagles. Go. He's been on the Eagles for a while. This is his new ADP. His new ADP is the late fifth, early sixth round. Maybe six point five is like kind of where you can find him a lot. And I mean that's we've had the ADP data settled quite a bit. All right, so good good move by me to not take Chase Brown over Downs because Chase Brown fell. I'm going to grab Chase Brown right here. I think that gives me yet another running back, um, nice little sleeper running back to throw into this group right here. 
I think he's got a lot of upside. I got him stacking him to Burrow, essentially, so that's good. I got Love and Christian Watson, so I've got some decent stacks here. I will probably say here, if we look at the suggested rank, I always love having three quarterbacks. I'm going to take Sam Howell here because I think he's in for a big, big season. And I want to have three QBs. I think it's smart to have three QBs because if one of your quarterbacks gets injured and they don't have a bye week conflict anyway, but if one of them gets hurt, like let's say Joe Burrow gets banged up and you know all of a sudden you've got Jordan Love on a bye in week six and that's the week you need him. Like you need another option. And so I think it's definitely advantageous to have a trio of quarterbacks. And I, I think the same thing about tight end. As long as you build your running back room and wide receiver room effectively and you're not stacked like to the rafters with the same bye week, and I don't really have that going on either, uh, two uh, bye week 11 guys. But I think three tight ends is also a very vital thing. At least for me, because if you, especially if you're going cheaper at tight end, if you got a Kelsey, maybe you can get away with just one extra tight end. But if you've got like a, a couple rookies like I've got, you almost have to bank on another one because what if they're slow moving? What if they don't get going? And and not to mention, I'm already playing from behind with some of the teams that have, uh, you know, a, a, a Kelsey or whoever Hawkinson. So I kind of need a combination of guys that can all put their hat in the ring for for points in you know, any given week. And then maybe I'm averaging seven points or eight points a, a game out of that position versus five because I got three guys. That rotation helps you get that extra amount of points, you know. All right, so we're heading back. We're almost done here. We're going to have two more picks for me, and then the draft will be over. I might, I might end the show at that point. Uh, Young, you got anything else, Young? Hey, uh, no, that's that's all I could think of for right now. Thank you, Smitty. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, Young, call in any time. Uh, but, yeah, answer answer your question. As long as all the rules are out there ahead of time and no one's affected, I, I'm all for keepers and things like that. Keeper leagues are fun. They do make a, a, an enjoyable draft, but they do complicate things and people leave leagues when they have no good keepers. But keepers are keepers are fun. It's easier to keep a league together that is a keeper league than a dynasty league. Dynasty leagues are really hard to, to keep together. Because once people's teams start sucking, they leave. So, all right, bro. Okay, cool. Yeah, what's what? All right, man. Yeah, no, no it's no. all good, man. No, Thanks, what else man. you got? What what else you got? No, it's it's uh, it, it's probably like a long question, but like, what what's the difference between dynasty and a keeper league? Uh, dynasty, you keep everybody. It's like an NFL franchise. You got everybody there. Only difference is there's no contracts. You just keep everybody forever. So you've got you know. 18 guys oh, wow. they're yours if you cut them then yeah you can pick up another guy and keep him forever if you trade a guy you're trading you know for Bijan on the assumption you get to keep him for as long as you want no restrictions whatsoever keepers where you're choosing like a couple guys to keep you know uh, let's see here hey can you can you trade for draft picks if it's a keeper league uh or, yeah like- uh I mean, it depends. I mean, it's all up to the commissioner. It's up to the commissioner. Yeah, yeah, got you, got you. Yeah, like, 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 let's say, let's say you've got, you keep two guys, but you have three amazing guys. You might be able to move your fourth rounder into the second round by giving somebody, you know, this keeper that you have that you can't keep. You know, so it's it's advantageous to to be able to trade. Yeah. All right, Young. Appreciate you, man. 
That sounds that sounds fun, bro. All right, cool. I'm I'm down with it. All right, man. Thank you. Have a good one, bro. Appreciate later, it. Later. Uh Isaac, final thoughts, bro. Nah, I got nothing, but thank you. Can't wait for uh more of the redrafts to come around. I play basketball, but you know, I find like doing the trades and all that it's really fun. So I can't wait for that to start. Bro, I'm gonna have a lot of trade uh trade videos coming up on how to trade, how to do this. Uh, Jelani Woods or Luke Musgrave? I kind of like Luke Musgrave, but I just don't know if I want three rookie tight ends, but... What do you think, Bruce? What do you think, uh, Isaac? Woods? I'd or... go Woods. Is it either Woods or Musgrave? That's it? I'm going to go Musgrave on this and just roll the dice. I, he's He's got a nice uh, skill set. I, I think one of these guys will pop. Okay, so here, here's the team so far. and the, the draft is over for me anyway. I've drafted my last player. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Laporta, Musgrave, all rookie tight ends, but it's kind of an exciting group. Garrett Wilson, Alave, Christian Watson, and then nothing but rookie wide receivers. I got Mingo, Hyatt, Downs, and Nathaniel Dell, Tank Dell. Running backs, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Alvin Kamara, Zach Charbonnet, and, and Chase Brown. Quarterbacks are Burrow, Love, and Sam, Sam Howell. I'm liking it. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they rank my team because, you know, they hate rookies. The, uh, the projections hate rookies. So it'll probably be, I would guess, in like the 25, 2600 range where the top team might be like 3,100. Might be something like that. But, man, that, that, was, a, that was a nice little draft. A little detour from 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 the plan of attack, uh, from this third uh, to last column here is what where my my pick is. So the Garrett Wilson, the th- the third uh, column from the right, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Christian Watson, and Drake London was supposed to be the pick because we were gonna try the good old uh, Wolfpack, uh, Wolfpack. I'll explain in one second, but uh, I went I diverted and went Joe Burrow because I think Joe Burrow wins you a league in round four. So let's let's see what. Uh, Let's see what it ranks us here. But yeah, Poodles are back, guys. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Link is in the description of the video. Uh, let me drop the link one more time in the video. Make sure you play Underdog Fantasy if you want to get into these drafts. I just dropped the link. It's in the description of every video. Get into an Underdog draft now. The Poodles just dropped. So yeah, 2642 on the money. I knew they were going to rank me about 25, 2600 with the top team being about 32, it looks like. 32. Uh, kind of crazy. You know, that they, they just have no respect for rookies, which is fine. I never want to finish in their top projected because I don't agree with it. So, you know, they used last year's stats and all that. But if we look at the team that scored the most, this was Anthony Richardson, Tua, Aaron Rodgers. I liked Aaron Rodgers and Anthony Richardson. Um, I can't believe he got Aaron Rodgers later than those other two quarterbacks. Barkley, Brees, Dalvin Cook, pretty good running back stable. Tyreek, London, Pittman, it's a good team. I mean, this does deserve to be ranked high, but I, I love the craftiness of the squad that we got here. The Wolfpack. The Wolfpack being right here, ladies and gentlemen. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake, London, and Christian Watson. This is the quad squad. The burn unit. The Wolfpack. The four amigos. I give you the four best friends that anybody could have. On top of that, we've got the the Wolf Pack right here. This is the quad squad. So we detoured. We we didn't take London. We took Watson. We didn't take London. We put Joe Burrow right there. But but as as mapped out on the 
the most recent DeAndre Swift video as mapped out on, on the Wolfpack video that's out there, the two most recent videos on this. These are This is the strategy at play. I deployed this strategy almost to a T. Um, well, not the uh, Bijan part. So Gibbs, we could have taken Gibbs potentially as well, and that would be a variation that I would try and deploy. But we pulled off this right here. We went with uh, Garrett Wilson. Where's Garrett Wilson when you need him? Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, uh, Watson, and where's Joseph Cigar smoking Burrow when you need him? Here's what I did. Garrett Wilson round one, Olave round two, Christian Watson round three, and instead of going Drake London, we went Joseph Cigar smoking Burrow, uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, Alvin Kamara, Charbonnet, Kincaid, but we also got J.K. Dobbins in the mix here, which was crazy. So we deployed this, I think, to a to a T. Absolutely love the squad right here. Um, all right, uh, Isaac, appreciate you, pal. Appreciate you. Later. Uh, I'll see you on the stream tonight for the Panic Chamber. Yeah, Panic Chamber tonight, midnight. Later. I'll see you. Brucey, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, what are we thinking of? They drafted a running back, the Lions, but uh, I forget. But they signed Monty, like, to a, a deal that's like a starter deal. How are we going to look at which one's the the number one now? Well, um, not a blank. I mean, and I'm pinning that link on Underdog if anybody wants to get in on these drafts. I pinned the link right now. I, I think, uh, you know, Monty's needed. You know, when he, anybody that says I'm worried about Monty or Smitty, I... You know, I, f I fear Monty. Smitty, love your squad. Do you care about grabbing veteran wide receivers with young guys? I do, but I tend to grab the rookies at the end because I grab the, you know, I consider, you know, my wide receiver crew, the Garrett Wilson, Olave, Watson, the veterans to me. I know they're sophomores, but they're they're coming in strong. Um, Smitty, your thoughts on wide receiver Butte, New England? Butte's okay. Collusion. I'm not super excited about any New England wide receiver, to be honest, though. Um. Brucey, your question was again, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm shooting a blank on the Lions drafted player, but they signed Monty to a oh, Gibbs? like a a Monty to like a deal where he's as a starter. So how do we feel about hey, you drafted one in the top twelve, but we just signed Monty to this monster. Yeah, it, he, look, Gibbs is gonna run for how many yards? Eight hundred, nine hundred? I mean, there's so much room for Monty. I wouldn't even worry about it. Monty keeps him healthy. And long-term, I don't okay. think he's a long-term option for him or anything. So, he's, you know, Monty's good. Monty is good for Gibbs. Gibbs needs to stay healthy. Okay. I just want to thank everyone for their prayers and thoughts, and uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Hey, Bruce, appreciate you. And on that note, I don't know if you've seen the uh, the uh, Chris Olave animation, but here's Chris Olave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this. Uh, I don't know if you're watching. Uh, but here you go. This is uh, oh. this is uh, the new Olave. A top five wide receiver hides among the people. His cost of entry is near illegal. Few see him coming. Many stay away. His name is Chris Olave. Chris Olave, do it live. Appreciate you all. I will see you all. Tonight, tonight, Panic Chamber, midnight. I'll see you all Panic Chamber, midnight tonight. 
We're live Monday through Friday. That's what this show is right here. Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm also live Thursday, Friday, Saturday for draft marathons every Thursday, Friday, Saturday from this week through the, the beginning of the year. And Tuesday night at midnight, Panic Chamber episodes. That is tonight. Daily uploads. See you all later. Appreciate you. Thanks for all the super chats. Thank you for all for helping keep the lights on. You guys absolutely rock. Thank you, Collusion. Appreciate you, man. Grant, appreciate you, Max. Thoughts on Paris Campbell? Max, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, let me see if there's any other Super Chats that I missed. Commission changing to two-man keeper. What's this mean? Young, appreciate you asking that live on the on the phone line. Uh, Kevin says, uh, real talk. We already got to that one, Charbonnet. I think I'm caught up on everybody's but Max's. Max, are you still here, buddy? I'm sorry about making you wait. Eric, uh, Calvin could get 1,400 yards. I got that one earlier. I think I'm caught up. I think it's just Max. Max, I want to make sure you're still here. Take care of Maxie. Maxie boy. Uh, Thoughts on Paris Campbell. He had 600 plus yards on, on the Colts trash offense last year. I mean, I don't hate him, but I would say he's like the last wide receiver you would draft on your team in the final round, and you're taking a, a stab at any of those guys. So if you have a gut feeling on Paris Campbell, trust your gut. I don't particularly have a, a gut feeling on him, so I'm going to say no. Uh, thank you, Max. I'm sorry about the delay on answering this question, pal. Appreciate you. You're the man. But trust your gut. I, my, my instinct doesn't say stay away. My instinct just doesn't say go get him. So that doesn't, I, I have no negative feelings about him. So if you have a gut feeling on, on Paris, go grab him. This is a place where I, I grab a, a Tank Dell, the Houston Texans rookie wide receiver. You have to look him up under Nathaniel Dell because Tank's his nickname. But Nathaniel Dell is a guy I would rather take um, than, than go Campbell if, if you're presented with that opportunity. And I can almost guarantee you in a, in a grandma league, they're not. no one's going to be drafting Tank Dell. You could get him in your last round. Whereas if you're drafting on best ball with a bunch of sharks they're gonna know what's going on uh, appreciate you all I made some trades and have the 2 11 19 hoping I can get Chase Wilson Alave that would be six over and then you get those running backs that we just deployed and grabbed boy that would be a that would be a killer start Chase Wilson Alave then grab all these running back combinations See you all tonight, Panic Chamber.